Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is just after 10 on Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John Tissot. Unradio, unscripted. And as we move into new territory this morning for one of our very special guests, definitely uncensored. Candace Mama, so cool to Yay! have you in the studio with us. John T, I'm so excited to be here. Well, that's I have no good. Because you nearly weren't. <laughs> and I was kind of wondering, like, is this because you want to get spanked that you're going to be late? Or is it that you just were actually kind of chickening out? <laughs> I would never chicken out. You know okay. that I corner you every time you hear, yes, right? I every know. I'm like, I love your show. Okay, Jonty, I'm taking a picture of her ring to yes. show the listeners <laughs> that she is a little bit afraid of being here today. Okay. We're so, not going to be fisting anybody so, today. Yeah, so that ring comes with a warning that when you are engaging in sexual activity, unless you are into some serious pain, <laughs> that ring is to be removed. <laughs> Like, I love you. I really want to do have sex with you, but just, you know, try me. <laughs> so, there we go. It's yeah. the punk. Yes. So, let us begin with a really interesting... Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Altocalcephilia. Dirty dictionary word. Altocalcephilia. Don't even go there. No, don't. I'm sorry. My English is so limited anyway. <laughs> Let's just skip that. I heard no. Candace? Okay. I have no idea. Okay. But it's quite a word. It's quite a word. There's a clue. Okay. Lift one of your legs up, like your My feet. Leg. Okay. Okay, there we go. There's the clue. Wait, wait, oh. I'm taking the picture for the clue. Okay. Oh, so there's shoes. the clue. Yeah, you need to be more specific. Uh, da, da, da. You need to be a lot more specific. Actually. A shoe fetish. Fuck, every photo I take so. of her, it looks good. Oh, so are we going to keep her here? Just keep yeah. taking pictures. Yes. Absolutely. Fantastic. So let us know what Alto Kelsey Philia is. Join our conversation on 0861-555-189. Um, we are on WeChat. We're on sex talk underscore Cliff C. Candace is on. Candace Mama. Candace Mama on Twitter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lots of avenues to chat with us this morning. Yes. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm scared. I have to tell you guys, I'm a little scared. What are you scared of? Everybody walks in here. You know, everybody we meet yeah. at the station wants to come on the show, and then they say, but I'm scared. It's like, so what are you scared of? Of what? What's the worst thing that could happen? You Junty, there's a lot <laughs> that can happen. Yeah, a but lot. the worst thing is, and this comes from so many times. People come and they say, "I want to have this experience," or yes. "I want to be a model for 
a, a massage demo where I want to come oh, to yeah? sex and I say, but I'm scared. And I say, so what's the thing that you're most scared of? And do you know what they all say without fail? What? That I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> but she she maybe, can actually have fear that she's going to. That's the biggest fear. I might enjoy it too much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you also uh-huh. might, you might need to be our, yeah. my model for the, for and the then, squirting tip today or for the sex position of squirting. So you, you should be scared. And then, uh, yeah. Slightly, slightly. So then maybe instead of, instead of the other show on Cliff Central, you might just spend a little bit more time yeah, in the other show with that what's his face no one other, like, Tomisha yeah, what's whatever, what's you know? what yeah that, that no one nobody knows yeah we love yeah. you Tomisha only you like 30,000 cool. followers I mean, yeah, I mean he bought them all I know where he got it yeah. I know the guy I can I can hook you up well n- not hook you can I hook you up are you single are you not what's, I am single yeah. oh my god so Stop you can everything. completely hook me up my boyfriend almost hooked up with her by the way in her show yeah they invited him to talk about business and uh, yeah and York was yeah. almost he was yeah. like she's so pretty she's <laughs> like better choice well, you I know, give you sharing that. is caring and the family that plays together stays yes. together for so the rednecks and all that. So. Exactly. Absolutely. Very cool. Okay. How did you get to be on, on radio? On radio? It was yeah. actually a very funny story. Um, yeah. I was always here getting interviewed for my personal story, which was a story of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And eventually I cornered Rina and uh, Gareth and I said, I want to have a show. Mm-hmm. And for a while I'd come in as a guest. And then when Tumisho uh, was branching out alone, he asked me if I'd be his co-host. And yeah, okay. here I am. Fantastic. Mm. And she very, just very launched cool. a website yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just so, Candace. Yeah. So That's I read I read what you wrote about sex and it was yes. really interesting. The mm. idea, the fear of um, writing about sex. Oh, yeah. And first sexual experiences. And on the way here this morning, I was thinking about that and I thought about something very interesting. Yeah. My first sexual experience was horrible. It really was And it was one of those That the opportunity was there So I'm going to take this opportunity Okay Because of all this I was 17 And there was all this like Hype about it And like you've got to do this And I was actually as a teenager Really scared of girls Oh I really was Um, Okay And the opportunity was there So I said yes And it was horrible no, is it? <laughs> it was. And I thought, if this is what this is all about, then we have a serious problem. Never again. But I got over that. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So you wrote about that your first experience oh, was... It was pretty awful. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my thinking about this was, how many men actually have nasty first sexual experiences? Because yeah. for women, you kind of more expect that in a way. In a certain way, yeah. 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 But I was just wondering, on the, when I was driving here this morning, I mm. thought, how many men actually have lousy first experiences? I just want to know that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a lot will not admit it. Yes. And they will, because, and also don't forget the mechanism of mm. you know, biological pleasure. Women need more time. Mm. They need to be connected to a safe mm. space. Yes, but yes. also the pressure on men must be yeah. huge. And um, yeah, because they're supposed to know all this stuff, but how the heck do they Know it from and porn, Jonty. Yeah. From porn, yeah, and that's kind <laughs> and of that's a terrible teacher. Yeah, and that was our first kind of starting point for yeah. for this discussion. Is mm. how did you learn about sex? You know what? I don't think I learned so much about sex as I viewed. If mm. that makes any sense. Um, I mean, in school we had our own life orientation, where it's yeah. like put a condom on a banana and that kind of stuff. But did as they teach you to put a condom on a banana with your mouth? They did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> How they practical. That would, have, that would have come in handy. But, uh, <laughs> so do you want to hear my funny condom yes, fruit story? <laughs> on one Kumanani day yes. on TV, they asked me to go okay. and demonstrate how to put a condom on with your mouth. 
Wow. So I phoned my friend Elna and I say, just please give me a guideline on how to do this. Because Elna McIntosh, wonderful sexologist, she knows how to do it. Yep. So I said, give me a guideline. And she kind of explained it to me. So I go and buy these fruit-flavored condoms, which tasted disgusting. Yeah, they're not good, eh? And I'm sitting in the lounge with, I don't remember if it was a dildo or banana or something, and I'm practicing putting this thing on with my mouth. My daughter, I think she was 16 or 17 at the time, she's sitting there with her phone filming me doing this. And she said, you know, Dad, there is no other family in the world that does this. Mm. (laughs) Definitely not. I can vouch for that. But you, you were, yeah, you were inspired by, by yeah. apparently a mother and a daughter that you heard in a, in a cafe or something. Yes, because yeah. I like things. And because <laughs> I'm listening, I'm you eardropping. Like, I like things. Yeah, like I eardrop. So, yeah, eardrop. <laughs> so I was sitting in a cafe and a conversation started out mm. between a mother and a daughter and she was about 17. And the way the conversation, firstly, the relationship struck me. I was like, wow, that's so nice. I wish I had this connection with mm. my mom. Um, And she's telling her mom, you know, like she's ready to have sex. And the mom is like inflating sex and like, oh, my goodness, angels must sing and all this amazing stuff must happen. And I'm reflecting like, no, mm -mm, that is definitely not going to happen, you know. And she really like told this girl that, you know, it needs to be incredibly special. And I thought, how much pressure do we put on ourselves to make Mm. our first time so amazing? And we're all like, you know. So, yeah, so that's what inspired my first, first sex blog. Mm. And that's fascinating, that amount of pressure, because mm. it's all very well that as a woman, you want to have those feelings, but yeah. you have to think about having a partner who actually can kind of match that. Yeah. And if you have a guy of a similar age to you, fair chance he's nowhere near no. having enough knowledge to match that. Yeah. So it's well, I was lucky. Well, not lucky. I think I was both. It was a blessing and a curse. Mm. Um, the guy that took my virginity I was 22 and he was around 35 so I mean he took a lot of time Mm. and I was just like damn it this is getting painful you know (laughs) this is not working for me and you know eventually I had to just be like okay no I'm done (laughs) well she's also very skinny maybe it works on the you know like it's very small It's tight. <laughs> no, but really, um, I had a there friend. There's no yeah, correlation. There's no correlation. It's a joke. <laughs> but I had a friend. She said to me, practice with carrots, cucumbers, practice. Just oh. kind of get acquainted with the sensation. And, and I actually did with my, with my first boyfriend. And we tried a few things. And oh. then the first time was actually kind of more pleasant. As, and she also told me, do it in, divide it to two. First okay. time, go halfway. Second time, go all the way. So oh, I told him, okay. a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay, I was 12. No, I'm kidding. I was, I was 17, closer to 17. And it went all in and everything was great. Thank you. Yeah, I know I'm great. But uh, I had a good experience. But again, wow. we prepared. Yeah, yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Which that's comes important. down to so many sexual experiences happen where people are just kind of fumbling around in oh, the yeah. dark. Yeah. Or one partner kind of reads something or they see something and they think, I want to try this. Yeah. But they don't know enough about talking to their partner about it to make it a good experience. Yeah. And one of the things that we have this amazing expectation that spontaneously it's just supposed to happen. And it's supposed to be so smooth and so like, you know, that's what actually got me the most about the first time, I think, was romantic comedies and shows and Mm. 
they show these smooth transitions, right? You mm. just transition from one position to the yeah. next, and it's great. Jonty always says mm. that right? there's a and trail of yes, clothes. Mm. Yes, and it's just passionate and beautiful. In real life, you have to like pause. You're like, no, stop. Okay, hold on. Let me just readjust, and yeah. then you you continue. So there's a sense of you have to have a sense of humor about it. I yeah. think. And it's a, I say that so much that we have to laugh more about our sex. We have to take it a whole lot more seriously in terms of learning, in terms oh, of yeah. communication. Mm-hmm. But we also have to make it a whole lot less serious because yeah. a lot of times sex is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys can both laugh about it, it takes out that awkwardness yeah. and expectation that you're supposed to blow my mind. And, you know, and if we're both having fun. Then either way, it's going to be a good experience yeah. at the end. And it should know? be fun. So when we have all that pressure on us, that's when it becomes not fun because yeah. then it's this performance. Yeah. I have to make you come and you have to have this huge cosmic explosive yeah. orgasm. And, and you have to like scream like your life depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens in the porn movies. That's yeah. not. Yeah. So from that, have you watched a lot of porn? Um, I've watched sufficient porn. I don't think okay. a lot. I don't know what a lot counts for. Like, yeah, is there more than five? in today's five? world, it's like... <laughs> Kind of is that more than one. 10? I don't yeah. know. But um, I think I've watched sufficient amounts to know that it's unrealistic in a lot of ways. But I also think it's good. It's it's like a good learning tool because you start learning that, okay, you can do this. And you can, especially when you're not, um, you haven't had a lot of sexual partners. Mm. So it really becomes a good learning tool if you use it correctly. Okay. So what did you learn from watching porn? Um, Quite a few things. I didn't know women could do some of the things that are in porn. And some some of it I cringed. I was like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> You know, like a woman's body can take a lot. Absolutely. And <laughs> I was like, you can have babies fisting. as well. Double oh fisting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that scared me. I was like, whoa, I, that is definitely not in my repertoire future plans. But, um, you know, it just taught me just the comfort, the comfort mm. of being able to talk to someone. And um, also in the act, because sometimes it gets so awkward. You're like, do I say something? Mm. Don't I say something? And I think it built my confidence to be able to communicate during. And if something doesn't feel right, how to say it in a correct way. Not like, no, stop it, man. Mm. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you? Yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> you say it more sexy and like, yeah, no, that's, <laughs> you know. And I think position-wise as well, I think it taught me a lot more positioning, you know. So, yeah, I think it can be very useful. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. If we look at it in the right way. Yes, yes. And I think... It could actually be quite a cool <clears throat> educational tool, mm. like with discussion. Oh, yes. yes. Not just watching it and, and understanding that that's the be-all and end-all. Because mm. a lot of, of particularly young men, yeah. I think more than women, take what they see in porn as being realistic. And that's what they expect in the bedroom. Yeah, without mm. understanding that is a fantasy. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. what you see in porn or what you see on the screen is actually often the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You know, like especially a lot of guys watch porn and you'll see an anal scene and a guy just puts his cock in and off they go. Yeah. And that is, you know, there's so much preparation that's needed before Uh that. Yes. Um, True that. And so much education and communication and touching and massaging and preparation and feeding and cleanliness and all these sorts of things. Yeah. And they just kind of get this idea that this is how it happens. And that's it. You know, we yeah. just transition. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I agree. And that becomes really so, so important. And mm. it's a huge thing. Yeah. It, and it is. I, that's why I think I love the show so much because it's also very educational, you know, because I think especially maybe because I've been more with black men than I have with white, mm. but I know it's very taboo in black society to, you know, discuss mm. sex before, you know, yeah. you do it. It's like, <gasps> Why are we talking about this? You know, we just do it. You know, it's just animal instinct. And I'm just like, uh-uh. 
no, we can have a conversation because I'm not going to do this, not enjoy it. You don't know what I like. I don't know what you like. And we kind of just fumble in the dark for three months. And yeah. then we're like, three months you didn't working. get out of the bedroom. That's amazing. <laughs> Janti, she's a real sensualist. <laughs> yeah, for three oh, I months. Wish. <laughs> practice, practice, practice. So in your experience, however yes. narrow or vast that might yes. have been, and we're not going to put you on the spot and say uh-uh. how many. Yeah, okay. um, but you can share if you want. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm not that adventurous, guys. It's, it's less than five. So, so what's the that. biggest difference between, oh, wow. in the partners that you've had, between black men and white men? I find, uh, and I'm generalizing it. Yeah, I'm, of course. And like, but I find that with a white partner I had, mm. uh, they take more time. Mm. I think they're definitely not afraid to take more time in the bedroom and, you know, make sure that you're okay and you're taken care of. And um, with black men, uh, in my experience, not all of them take the time that is required to mm. get you to a point where your body's completely at ease, you know. So it's a bit faster in a lot of ways. So we got to kind of wonder how much of that is down to education. Oh, yeah. More than anything else. Oh, I think oh, it's yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm. So the interesting thing then is as our society changes in South Africa, mm. would education keep up with that? I hope so. In different kind of cultural groups. Because yeah. if it becomes more acceptable in school, mm. which is more kind of the biology of sex yes. than anything else, mm. would that change? I think so. Because I think in school they teach you you have sex to procreate. You, yeah. don't, you don't have it's sex not about for pleasure, pleasure or happiness. Exactly. Mm. So, And I think promiscuity would drop a lot mm. if we actually educated people on other aspects of sex except just, you know, kids having to sneak out behind the school and yeah. you know if if it was more normal in society i feel and like realizing actually the control choices it. that we have Precisely. but that's a very interesting idea and i really like that that if we taught kids that sex was about pleasure the choices that they would make would be very different oh yes i think so and if we could teach them different techniques like for example one of the things that that i teach is mm. called expanded orgasm Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing way to have pleasure that doesn't involve oral sex, doesn't involve penetration. Oh, wow. So there's no mm. kind of bodily fluids. Oh. It gives amazing ways to explore pleasure and to have incredible experiences. And it's a real safe sex experience. Jeez. And it's pleasure beyond belief yeah. that so, no, no penetrative sex will give you. So if we, taught, wow. if we taught young people that there are more pleasure options, mm. that would change their, um, the way they have sex. Why they have sex as exactly. well. Why do I, would be more yeah, about like taking? Cause you said I'm, I'm give, I gave my virginity and I thought, it, and right? you said he took, you said he yes, took yes. and I thought you gave it and it, you were, you were complete with it as, as you, as you explained. But is, yeah. yeah. And it's its own interesting idea. The incredible mm. value that our society, Western society has yes. put on virginity. Yes, but, you know, it's actually very mm. good that you brought that up because I also find myself doing that at times because of the deeper conditioning that's mm. within me. And it's, I gave him my virginity and, you know, it's, he and took, he took it. And, and yeah. he didn't pleasure me. And precisely. He, yeah. And, I mean, I think actually that was the best experience of my life in terms of it changed the way I viewed life. Mm. I mean, I had I was a prude before that. I was just like, I am buttoned up. I yeah. do not do these but things. But that's a good girl. <laughs> a good girl <laughs> is taught not to be sexual. Exactly. Not to think of it. I was also very miserable. Yeah. No, no, no doubt well, about they it. Kind of di- they go right, so closely together right. there. Be- 
the most yeah. judgmental people are usually the most <laughs> <laughs> the ones that don't getting any. No, but seriously, but those are the ones yeah. with the deepest fetishes because they're often the most repressed and everything's suppressed. Down. So I, I really credit it for being actually a very eye-opening experience mm. for me, even though it wasn't what I expected it to be. Mm. But I became a different person. I started thinking, okay, wow, you know, I can view life differently. This mm. wasn't a sin. I didn't get struck down by lightning yeah, on my way the, home, you know. And the ground didn't swallow you up. Precisely. And all the rest of it. And I didn't do it in marriage. So it's like, you know, mm. all these things that I was taught, nothing bad happened to me. You know, actually, I became happier. So I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yes. There we go. <laughs> Did you know I was watching... When I write, I put kind of old movies and old series on. Okay. Um, and it's just kind of there in the background, and I watch a little bit, and I write. So I was watching Shameless, the American mm. series of Shameless, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love, yeah. simply because it's so over the top. Yeah. And there's this young daughter. She's, what, 13? Mm. And her biggest thing is to lose her virginity. Oh. And then you watch and you hear these things about these parties that fathers are having with their 16-year-old daughters where they give them like purity rings. And they promise their fathers they're not going to lose their virginity yes, until they yes, get yes. Like, what the fuck has that got to do with your father? It is the most absurd and ridiculous. It's called paranoia. It's, it's, but yeah. beyond that, I mean, it puts it in like the Stepford Wives type category of what is this? It's ridiculous. You can see yeah. on YouTube all these movies and that the father's in the front seat and he's yeah. like, the daughter's five or whatever. What, you're never going to have? But I want to have a boyfriend. You're never, never going to have a boyfriend. <laughs> yes. And that's the end and of the good scary, psychology. Yeah, the yes. scariest thing. And, yeah. and the, the stuff that it must create in us. You mm. Know? Mm. And women who are auctioning their virginity you know, yes. on, on the porn sites for $50,000 and a hundred thousand and whatever. Mm. It's mm. the most ridiculous thing. Oh, this value yeah. we've put on this. And as well, with the value placed on it, I feel like there's also a sense of the women who have lost their virginities outside of marriage. There's a sense of judgment there whereby Mm. if you've dated more than three people, four people, whatever the number in certain people's head is, it's like, oh, you're such a slut. Mm. It's on you, you know, Mm. you'll never be respected in society. You know, there's just such a huge stigma. Unfortunately, it's it's true. Paradox of pleasure that we've created where we have this incredibly sexualized society Mm. where sex is selling everything Mm -hmm. and yet when a woman expresses the fullness of her pleasure all the slut shaming that goes with it and the power because it's really interesting because we're kind of coming up to women's day Mm. so we're looking quite a lot at female sexuality Mm. and we're doing talking about something really interesting next week that I'll tell you about in a little while Mm. Um, and so much of it is about the power that women don't know that they have. Oh, yes. As one of my teachers had a wonderful saying, the power of the pussy rules the world. Mm-hmm. But women don't know that or they're not allowed it. Yeah. They're not allowed to acknowledge that. Yeah. And that's the truth because literally, I mean, wars have been fought yeah. about that and <laughs> governments have toppled and people yeah, have amen. given away thrones mm-hmm. for women, for love, for sex. 100%. And that's the real power of it. And I think not enough women are expressing that power only, yeah. you know, because of society. All of a sudden it's like, oh, how dare you capitalize on the fact that you're female and sensual and sexy, you know. And you see the judgment if you go into a boardroom dressed in a tight dress. Mm. Oh, she's just doing this, you know, she, she's going to sleep her way to the top. So there are all these stigmas still in society. So it's terrible. Yeah. And it, it creates this just warped view mm. of men and of women, of sex, of yeah. relationship, of everything to do with that. And oh, it yeah. takes away the beauty and also the transformational power mm. Mm. of of sex. Oh, yes. Which is, and that's huge because 
if we all had a higher level of pleasure, our world would be a very, very different oh. place. Yeah. There's no question of that. Mm. In your article, so. you do say it's like a beautiful dance. Yes. And you say also that you shouldn't believe, you should really practice it, yeah. fake it till you make it. <laughs> or, you know, that's one of the things I yeah. hear quite a lot from women saying, don't try to get it right the first time, but don't try to get it right the second time. <laughs> and the more you're going to do it from, again, yeah. from the right, in the right circumstances, you're going to have better pleasure yes. and you gave the the interesting uh, example of it's not like driving a bugatti yeah. <laughs> it's like more like riding a bicycle in the yeah. beginning and falling yeah. Yeah. do you want to elaborate do you want to explain yes. where did that analogy come from you know what because i think with sex in society uh when you watch it on screens and it, it really seems like this incredible mind-blowing experience so i thought like it was going to be like driving a bugatti for the first mm. time like wow and instead it was like riding a bicycle in the rain and was like what the hell's happening <laughs> so, which brings up quite an interesting thing the difference between the first time and the second time because yeah, yeah. i actually sitting here now i have no clue what my second sexual experience was mm. i have no hmm. memory of what it was okay um so the difference between the first and oh, second yeah. i have no idea yeah that's the thing right the second one doesn't have as much <laughs> Like we don't yeah. put as much importance on it. We put yeah. the first time and maybe the last person you end up with. Yeah, but mm. the, so it's like between the, the first and the second, I think is quite important because yeah. it's like okay, so what have I learned in between? Mm, and yeah. even if it's kind of what has my mm. body learned? That's it. That's it. In between, maybe it's, and it's like kind a, of an interesting idea. It's yeah. It's like Einstein yeah. says, "Don't do the same thing." Well, Einstein said, "Don't do the same thing and, and expect different." You know, exactly. different consequences. Do something different. So, in, in bed, you need to learn. Not just don't just lie there and say, "Okay, this time it's going to happen right." Yes. Information. That's information. Because yeah. I always used to eavesdrop on like my brother's conversations, yeah. and when they'd speak about sex, I think. How can a woman, because they'd be like, oh, no, she's a lousy lay or whatever the case is. And firstly, I was very offended because I was like, excuse me, like, you know, she was there, whatever. And then they're like, no, there's nothing worse than a woman who doesn't show enthusiasm to mm. be there. If she just lies there like a pillow, you're like, okay, like, yeah. are you but happy? You, Aren't you happy? But you got to wonder a lot of times then how much arousal is there for a woman from the man's point of view mm. to bring that out in her. Yes. Because yes. that's a whole different story. Yeah. Never mind what you think she's doing. Mm. What are you doing? To make her. That's it. That's to it. But you know what the problem is as well? I feel like with myself, I had to take this on and say, okay, I'm going to teach myself mm. what makes my body happy. But I've got friends who are very close-minded still around the topics of sex. And, mm -hmm. they, and I've told them, like, you know, you need to educate yourself. Like, watch a porno or two and, you know, just see what makes you happy if, if you get aroused. If you don't mm. get aroused, then they're like, no, you know, like, you should just be happy I'm there. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not. Because you want to be happy you're there. Why would you waste your time if you're not, mm. if you're not even into it? That's mm. kind of interesting because that idea of happiness, I mean, mm. Looking a lot lately at that in my own life, yes. at um, at what makes me happy. Mm. Um, and the interesting thing is that there are some things in my life at the moment that have contributed, I think, to me being some of the happiest that I've ever, ever been in my life, which mm. is really, really beautiful yeah. looking at that. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about a relationship and he said he doesn't think he could ever be happy in a relationship fully or that a relationship is about happiness. Hmm. It could be like moments of happiness, yeah. but not happiness Consistent. in itself. Mm. And how 
do we equate sex and happiness? Because I think for a lot of people, they are worlds apart. Mm. Yeah. They are not the same thing. Mm. It's more kind of about the orgasm. It's about a little bit of sensation. Or as my friend Galen Fuss in America says, it's a little bit of friction in the dark. <laughs> and where's the happiness in that? Yep. Yeah. Jeez, and I've that never be- thought of that. And that comes to a whole different world, mm. actually. Mm. Like having sex and feeling happier at the end of it. Not just the release of orgasm. Yep. Yep. Or kind of a little bit of pleasure chemicals running around your body for a few minutes. But actual Happiness. Mm. How happy does sex make you? And that's where you have to go kind of into mm. making love that's as opposed to just having sex. Yeah. Which are kind of worlds part. Yeah. So how would you define making love? You know what? M- making love to me starts way before the physical act occurs. Mm. You know, if you're stimulating my mind and I can tell you care and that you want to be in my presence and you want, you're taking me in, you mm. know, and that's just before the touch already. Then already I become like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this. Mm. And, and then it, it's about taking time. The fact that you care about how I'm feeling during the experience and before the experience and then after the experience, you know, the cuddling and the holding for me that it's a whole experience. If it's just like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's, mm. it, I'm just like, okay, thanks. Bye. You know, so both of them, I think, serve a purpose. Yeah, they're different experiences. Different experiences. But I think for me, making love is just, it's mental. It's, you know, physical. It's its an entire experience. Mm, it's presence. Yes. And that's yes. it. So I was thinking, it was a kind of, I went to a beautiful experience this week, a sound journey. Mm. Mm. Um, that awesome friend of mine, Courtney Ward, does. We've had her on the show. She facilitates the dolphin retreats that we do mm. up in mm. Mozambique. And... um for me, it's often an inspirational experience. Hmm. So I came out of that with the idea that religious people tell us a lot about what God wants from us <laughs> and what God wants mm. us to do. Yes. Oh. So when it comes to sex, they tell us very much what God doesn't want us to do. Mm. So I was thinking about this and during this Beautifully inspirational experience. So I went and had a conversation with God, with Goddess, with Mm. Spirit, with the universe, Mm. because we all have the same channel. Whether your name is pastor, whatever, or priest, whatever. Yeah, we we all have the same channel to to God, to the Goddess, to whatever Mm. it is that we call that. And I came up with some kind of interesting ideas. And the first one was some kind of commandments of sex. So the first commandment of sex was absolutely yes. Hmm. An incredible, bold, underlined capitals with lots of exclamation marks. Yes. <laughs> wow. And the second one is presence. Mm. To be there, all of you, body, mind, spirit, mm-hmm. heart, all of you to be there. Because yes. that's the real power and that's where it kind mm. of all happens. But more times than not during sex, we're not there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're in some fantasy in your head, mm. you're somewhere else. Yeah. Which kind of brings up does fantasy play a big part for you in your sex life? In hmm. certain aspects, I think. And I think mm. it depends on the individual as well, who I'm mm-hmm. with. And I think fantasy has a place and a time, you know, within the union and relationship. Mm. But, you know, I think it's a 50 50 for me. There are times when I do need the fantasy mm. and I do need to build up an idea in my mind. Mm. And then there are times where I just want to be physically present and mm. just take in the entire experience and the entire moment. But I, I have to really be into you to be in the taking in the experience type of 
mindset. Mm. But if I'm not that, like if I'm, if I like you a lot because I'm there with you, but you know, I just feel like, ah, this isn't really going to go anywhere. So it's kind <laughs> of more the sex. Then. It's more the sex than the actual, yeah. you know, experience. So yeah. 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 And a lot of that goes to expectation. Mm. When we think something is what it's not, mm. or something is not what we think it is, quite simply, that when we take expectation out of the equation, we can see an experience or a person or a situation for oh, yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. And that makes it so much easier. Mm. How do you think men and women look at that differently? The fantasy. Yeah, or, or the, the expectation. expectation. I think it actually works both ways because I think with a woman, in the, that's why in the first couple of months, you know, you've built up this idea of this man and you're like, mm. Yo, he's going to rescue me and he's a lawyer and whatever the case <laughs> is. And then like, that's when the fantasy's in play. And then when all of that strips away, you're like, oh, my gosh. Because once the clothes he, are he off and you're kind of lying on the naked. bed, then what? Yeah. Yes. It's that after moment, right, where you're like, damn, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think with men as well, because men are incredibly visual. Mm. So I think when you – when you're all together and you've got your red dress on, your red lipstick, and then it's all about the fantasy. Mm. Wow, I'm making love to the supermodel, whatever they're thinking. And then when you guys are lying there at the end, I mean, your hair's a mess, your lipstick is gone, yep. the red dress, you and your bare <laughs> self, you know? <laughs> I saw somebody yeah. this week in the mall that I said, yeah. wow, her after sex is not what I'm seeing <laughs> at the moment. It's just the hair was so perfect yeah. with the red lips. Exactly, mm. exactly. So it's just, I think for both parties, expectation mm. is a huge thing, especially in the first couple of times doing it you know yeah yeah to accept that we Mm. are all human and as we get older you know that becomes more of a reality simply Mm. in terms of we become more of who we are and more comfortable with our body like you won't fight in front of somebody who you've just met because that's that's a good impression you know and and some of the noises during sex yeah we just listened to gareth we we were sitting with gareth before the show and we were playing this whole track of of farts and queefs and you know what a queef is a pussy a pussy fart fart. (laughs) shame candace is being exposed to a lot of stuff hi candace so we're talking so this whole soundtrack of the difference and could you identify the difference between a fart and a a pussy fart yeah and it was kind of an interesting one but that happens during sex all the time you and that's real and, and definitely in real it. relationships yeah. you know one day to go to a date yeah. so you know you flash you, you know you do everything and you wax after three everything. months as you mm. said in the dark um you start dating somebody then you sleep together the chances you're gonna fart and you snore you snore you have you know something not so things that are not so sexy you walk on each other when you're in the toilet or something no don't come in happened this morning to me <laughs> So, yeah, you know, it's things that you need to understand. The real sexiness comes from from intimacy, Mm -hmm. to know each other's soul, to want each other's soul. Not just, listen, you're a hot lady. Every guy will want you. (laughs) Every girl as well, almost. But really, it's not even you know. When you are with somebody for a long time, it's not about the looks. Mm, It helps, but it's not about the looks. It's about how you really deliver your body to your partner or to yourself. How do you treat yourself? Mm. It's important. But I also find that I'm not actually drawn that much to physicality. I mean, Mm. I've got, of course, everyone's got their own type that immediately catches your eye when they walk into a room. Mm. But I'm more, if you can stimulate me mentally Mm. and I just feel like you, like I keep saying you into me, then I'm just there. I'll, I'm, I'm there. I'll stick it out. I don't care what you look like. Mm. I'm just happy that, you know, we have a connection. So do you mm. know the proper term for that? I do not. Sapiosexuality. I'm a sapiosexual. Yeah. When, when the mental attraction <laughs> yeah. is, is the yes. biggest draw card. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm definitely a sapiosexual. Mm. But it is. That's so important because 
physical attraction at some point changes Always. and it has a limitation. Mm. There's a point at which, okay, so kind of I've seen your boobs enough. They're really nice. Now I want the next. Exactly. Exactly. And then what else is there? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, I had mm. to learn it very early that your looks will they don't necessarily fade, you know, they stay they change, they change. But as your looks are changing, no matter how attractive someone mm. finds you initially, when they see you after constant exposure, we all become used to something. Then we forget that. Oh, she's then you need to hear another person saying mm. it like, Oh wow, she's attractive. Then you look, and you're like, Oh, she is right. Like, damn, I got a good one. But if it's a mental thing, you you stay longer because it's like, you know, Nothing. You don't run out of conversation because mm. you guys are constantly growing mentally and spiritually, and that's, that's important. Uh, that word is so important: is growth. Because mm. so many people go into relationship with the expectation that we are going to be the same as we are oh. now, yeah. which is one of the stupidest yeah. ideas that you can have. Because mm. we change every day. The things that we see, that we hear, the experiences that we have, mm. that changes us. Mm. And if we don't change and grow with our partners, yes. and I have to say, I'm working a lot at the moment with some couples who are in some serious relationship pain. Mm. And one of the biggest issues becomes when one partner decides to grow yeah. and the other one won't or doesn't. Mm. Yeah. And then we have this one partner simply goes on this amazing journey mm. and the other one stays where they are. And the expectation mm. is we are going to be the same. We're growing together. Kind That's when it's a different mm. story. Or you're growing and I'm growing. Yes. And then what we have between us mm. can actually be more. Yeah. And we can find different ways of relating or bringing ourselves together. Because mm -hmm. um, I've come to see this about a relationship that essentially you can't fix a relationship. Mm. I can change something in me. Mm -hmm. You can change something in you. Then what's between us can be different. I like that. Otherwise, like all that, that we're doing is we're kind of doing the same thing. Mm. So couples come very often and they say, so if we learn more about sex, we think a lot of the problems are going to be solved. And then it's like just more technique. Yeah. So you're going to use it for maybe a week because yes. it's kind of exciting. It's like a new toy. Mm. But we go back to being who we are. And it becomes a pretense almost. Yeah. It feels like you guys were pretending for a week. Then you revert back to old habits. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of an interesting question. Do you think we can change as people? I think we're constantly changing as people, mm -hmm. actually. I think, I mean, I, I know myself, especially, I mean, the person I was two years ago is mm. not the person I am sitting here today. And even when you meet people, like you just said, you know, as you grow as a person, you are constantly evolving and changing. And if you're not changing, there's a problem because it means you stagnated somewhere, mm. you know, and it is, it's terribly unrealistic to think the person you meet today is going to be the person they are in a year. And what they value today is what they're going to value in a That's year. Because life changes us. Mm. You know, you have kids. Yes. So when your kids are young, there's certain things that are important. Mm -hmm. As they get older, those things are not important mm. anymore. Mm. But to you as an individual, certain things are important. Yes. And at some point, they become a whole lot less important because maybe they just don't matter so much. Yeah, because you've realized and you've grown. That and other things become mm. even more important. Precisely. And that's where we need to learn very different. It's like my, one of my big things at the moment is education for relationship. Because mm. loving somebody is nowhere near enough to have oh, a relationship. Yes. Oh, yeah. True. Nowhere near. Mm. It's like loving Just because I love you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. no, that is nowhere near need to enough learn, to need have to learn, a relationship. Put, to put energy that's there. That's so important. Yeah. 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 Uh, so many of the uh, – relationship is a skill. 
Oh, it's an yes. art and a skill. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, though, because I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, it's so funny. We are not taught as women, as young women. We're taught mm-hmm. to aspire to marriage, but we're not taught how to actually be wives or partners mm-hmm. to our men. Because as soon as you're now in a marriage, you think that automatically a fairy will come along and yeah. it will be smooth sailing. But you don't know how to treat that man and mm. how to relate to that man. You don't know how to treat yourself and relate to yourself, you yeah. know. And mm. it becomes very problematic that we're striving for this thing that we don't actually know what to do with. Yeah, we want to get know? married and yes. the marriage and the wedding, especially the, the wedding oh, the is wedding. the big thing. Oh, man, I've got to yes. have this. And this fairy tale wedding oh, yeah. is great. <laughs> no, yes. it's about the, the what wedding. what the heck happens yeah. after. after that? Yeah. Precisely. So I wake up with you tomorrow morning and then what? Because now exactly. all the wedding stuff is gone. Everyone yeah. is gone. And now it's like after honeymoon, now what? Now exactly. what do I do with you? Do I feed you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no. I think... And you know what's interesting? We don't learn. Hmm. Somebody quoted something to me the other day in a discussion. He said about 50% of first marriages fail. Guess what the figure was for second marriages? 65? It was about 70. 70? Yeah. 70% fail, second marriages. Uh, Yeah. Wow. And more than that, what do you think the figure was for third marriages? Jeez, I'm even scared to guess. It was even higher. Oh, wow. Oh, 80%. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Again, you're doing the same thing, trying to get different yeah, consequences. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't learned anything, and we're doing the same, and we attract the same kind okay. of people. Yes. So, if that's the case, how is anything oh. going to okay. be any different? So, do you allow me so. to give two minutes of what can we do different? Can I? Mm. Can I? Can I give a tip? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking about... Things that, that come from me. So first of all, you know, the first thing for me is coming for therapy. Of course, see jaunty, see people that are around you that are good. That's the, of course, the first thing. But apparently there's quite a lot of things happening around the world in the tech world. And a lot of things are happening because we are shy, right? We are not always, we are not always, we don't feel comfortable to approach, right? So there was an interesting issue, uh, this week from Daily Maverick and it was in a, in a few more places about women in sex tech. And the women behind sex tech in Europe. Mm. So it's something, you know, women are changing the reality and there's a lot of things that are happening. And of course, you know, when you go to Jonty's workshop, you'll never be the same. You'll be a happier woman. For sure, it's guaranteed. But some people are still shy. Mm. And this article is actually talking about three women. One of them created is behind a very big company that is a mystery vibe in Europe. Mm -hmm. Her name is um, Stephanie Ellis. And she is focusing on toys that are encouraging dialogue between the partners. So you can talk about what you're going to do, how it's going to work. The different vibrations even uh, are according to her mood. Okay. Yeah. The second thing is about a woman named Tanya Boller. She's the head of Cairo, Mm -hmm. which is actually has a product called pelvis floor exercise tracker, helps Mm -hmm. you to see how is your pelvis reacting during sex and so on. And how can you obviously work on tightening the area or just working? You know, Jonty has, is right. Absolutely. It's not always about tightening the area. Mm -hmm. It's about actually moving more, more blood there um and she's actually the first woman in the world that managed to get to the un and bring their uh the first curriculum around sex human sexuality in the un so that's something that she she's from stanford university wow. that's a big innovation in that field and the last one is kate moyle that she has a new app which is something that i think john t can relate because he's uh, doing very similar things she has an app called pillow play 
which is around, she's a psychosexual therapist, um, and she brings technology to couples that if you can't connect, disconnect from your phone, you bring it to the bedroom and every day you have six to eight different activities to connect to each other from tantra to modern sexual therapy to bring it how to reconnect in that modern day and age. And that's just something from people that are a little bit still afraid to be exposed. The best is to come and talk about it and do things face to face with obviously a good recognized therapist, mm. but there are things out there. I love that. Yeah, mm. it definitely that. does. It can add. There's no question, mm. but with technology, you've got to put it in the right context. True. Mm. Especially yes. people who have these online relationships and we are yeah. soulmates and perfect for each other. Mm. Firstly, the idea of soulmates is the most absurd <laughs> fucking we idea. We are Skype mates. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's one person out In of seven billions. billion on the planet for me. Mm-hmm. Forget it. I'm monogamous it one relationship at a time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> and because we have this amazing Skype connection and Skype sex and mm. we talk about everything. So exciting. And then you meet and there is no chemistry. There is no, rela- there's nothing. The worst, the absolute worst. So we got to put it in a context. That's yeah. really, really important. Yeah. And don't bring your phone to the bedroom like, hey, honey, I'm just going to, you oh, know, let no. me just take us on. Yeah. Don't Absolutely. do that. No. Absolutely. The new Tinder social, also a funny thing, but yeah, modern technology. Because it's about presence. Mm. And that takes us so far away from presence. Mm, I agree. That's what fulfills us. Mm-hmm. It's the heart stuff. Mm-hmm. Not the orgasms. Orgasms are wonderful. Yes, true. You can have they're... 30 orgasms mm-hmm. in an hour. Wow. And then Actually, what? <laughs> wait, wait. Let's hold it. I'm like, I'm like, I was with you, but 30, damn. Okay. So here's a let's, uh, interesting extension of that. How many different kinds of orgasm do you think a woman can have? Okay, I know vaginal, and mm-hmm. I know clitoral, and mm-hmm. I know anal, but I mm-hmm. think those are the three that I know. Okay. I don't know. Are there more? Okay, there's 13 to 17, oh, depending damn. on kind of the categories that you put it in. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot of ways to be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah? Absolutely. A lot of ways to have pleasure. So. Yeah, geez. But John is right. It's not about... It's, you have to yeah. put the orgasm aside. If that becomes the the, main the mission, yeah. So mm. orgasm did in you its orgasm way becomes yet? a trap. Did oh. you finish yet? Yeah. Can I go yeah. to sleep now? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Finish, finish one, two, three. Good. Bye. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> one, two, three. You're lucky, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens? That's it. Because after all the sex and after that connection, do you have a relationship? That's mm. the question. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you get into the deeper aspects of sexual energy and making mm. love and intimacy, you know, then you're talking about three, four, five hours of pleasure mm. that take you to these different worlds that are just beyond what most of us experience. Mm. So I yeah. picked a number a while ago and it came out of the idea that we use about 10% of our brains. Okay. And some people come along who use more mm-hmm. Einstein, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, people are coming along at the moment who use more of their brain. Yes. So I picked a figure that said, at the peak, most of us will experience about 30% of the pleasure that we're capable of. 30%? If that. Oh, that is sad though. Yeah. But I can believe it. I can believe it. But it's sad. Yeah. And a lot of that is because we don't learn about sex. Mm. And we shy away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And as soon as you start opening to more, wow. Yeah. Well, you could be getting 70%. That's yeah. Imagine that. That's where we could change the world, where you'd literally – you yeah. could disappear. I think that would actually be like pleasure. kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> if you could make someone experience 70% of pleasure, you can control the world. Absolutely. It's and power beyond belief. Yeah. It's yeah. power it's beyond belief. It's bigger than a, you know, it's bigger than a cock. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
it's bigger than a, and a multi-orgasm. You know, it's like yeah. when you know how to give a woman pleasure or a man pleasure from, oh. from, from a beautiful place of giving pleasure can't really be wrong because mm. that means somebody's tuned to you. Mm. I can't give you pleasure if I'm not listening to you and I'm not humbled yes. and I'm not, you know, I'm not, and I think I know everything. You're mm. different. Yeah. And that is something that is just has to change in the yes. perception. Yeah. So let's go back to alto calcifilia. Show us your, your beautiful heel again. Again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was the clue. And alto, see, you got a much better view from there. Yeah, I have such a good this. view. You don't understand. I'm so lucky. I'm so glad I wore these shoes. I'm so glad you wore that pants. I'm getting in. I'm going in. (laughs) I want to do the squirting tip. Alto calcifilia is a fetish for high heels. Oh, shut up. And we're going to give a little periscope of a little high heel positioning of how do you, (laughs) but it goes with a foot fetish, you said, right? No, it's a high heel. Okay. But you said sometimes you can find it with people. No, the clue was the shoe. I know, oh. but I read in the definition. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. It could, yeah, it's connected to a foot fetish. Yeah. Oh. There you go. You're absolutely oh. right. But I yeah. can see why someone would have a heel fetish. Mm. I mean, a woman's leg just looks incredible in heels. Mm. So I'm just like, yep. The fact that they screw up your hips is a whole <laughs> other story. But they make your car yeah. look amazing. Yes. <laughs> so they're for standing in, not walking in. Precisely. And it's, precisely. Yeah. And it's another thing that we ought to educate some men about. High heels are not are comfortable not? in bed. Oh. Because <laughs> guys watch porn. And, you know, even if you look at a range of like sort of softcore porn pictures, mm. unless you look at sort of amateur porn, mm. you do not see barefoot women. Oh, True. They all have shoes or sandals, or it's the most. So you better do something with it. Yeah, I heard so many people with, with that. I heard it's so the many most people with that. Ridiculous. It's oh. really bad. Thing. Jeez, yes. I don't know what I'd say to a guy who expected me to keep my shoes yeah. on. So here's an interesting question for <laughs> yes. you, because next week one of my really good friends, Kerry Weaven, is one of the most amazing yoga teachers. Mm. On Women's Day, mm-hmm. she is doing, and I think it's probably one of the first in South Africa, a nude yoga class for women. Wow. Amazing. In a very specific way. So next week, Kerry is coming to talk to us about it and about female sexuality, yes. about sexual energy, things like that. Would you go to a nude woman's yoga class? Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> Look at me. Like, we need to be more empowered about sex. And I'm yeah, like, so I now, don't know. A nude. But you know what? So now we're putting you on the spot because the yes. question is actually, yes. and I never thought of this before. <laughs> That you need no, to go to this and you need to come back and talk to us about it. Yeah. About doing nude yoga. Yeah, and what the whole experience and everything you was You know like. why? Because I can't back away from a challenge. I'll definitely do that. That's I it. So we it. will hook you up with it. And <laughs> afterwards, you are going to come and tell us what it was all about. Awesome. I would love I to do that. So <laughs> closer really look, closer awesome. look of your beautiful shoes. Wait, I'm periscoping <laughs> it. So that's what we are going to talk about next week, which is fascinating. I'm really awesome. looking forward to that one. Great. Um, now I'm going to be the nude yoga person. There we go. So <laughs> somewhere, and this is something that's happening in a couple of weeks, so put it in your diaries. Tuesday the 19th, I'm doing a free talk with Courtney, mm-hmm. um, and we are going to do a mini sound journey. We're going to do a mini touch workshop and talk about the next retreat in Mozambique and mm. what that's all going to be about. Tuesday the 19th. Yes. So okay. that'll be up soon. Awesome. Um, which is really cool. I have to tell you something. We have a lot Please. of people on the show. Okay. And some of them, we are so happy to come back and chat with us. Yes. And some of them, we are so glad that 
they have spent the time with us, and thank you very much. <laughs> yes. We would love for you to come back to the oh studio <laughs> any time that you like. Thank you so much. I was so scared you were like <laughs> telling me subtly, like, yeah, no. So this was the last one. <laughs> no. Send us a tweet so, about the new yoga. So any <laughs> Friday morning, you are so welcome. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you, Taima. Oh. This was fun. I'm still, yeah. I'm still gonna take you after the show now to do a little broadcast of the tip of the squirting tip for our <laughs> listeners. Cause I promise and everybody's waiting for it. We don't have time. So we're gonna do it on Periscope <laughs> in two minutes time. It's a loving position to learn how to make a woman squirt. Tune in to put to Periscope. I promise you no nudity, but a lot of steam. Well, they almost blocked me last week when we had this lady, wonderful lady showing us how to strip. Yeah. I almost got blocked. Really, that's horrible. Well, I think soon we are going to have, as part of Cliff Central, there are discussions underway that we are going to be able to video the show. That is wonderful. And that's when we can really do, like every week, a sex position, so many different tips and things, which will be awesome. Because so much of this is visual. Yeah. So discussions are underway. Watch this So to see the reactions, to see the reactions of people when you talk about sex. You were so scared when you came in. Now you're all loose and naked. Because, you know, it's at, at Sexpo every year, we show the Yoni Massage video, which is very explicit. And it's all these women having this pleasure and these orgasms and genital yes. close-ups and things. And what's more fascinating than what's on the screen is watching people watching that. Yes. And yes. every year as people come and say, you know, you should have a camera above that going to another screen. Because sometimes it's shock and sometimes it's horror and it's amazement and it's all these uh, And some people actions. are like, no, I'm not yes. watching, but I'm watching. That's I'm looking through my fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and women who cover their faces, you've got one of those. Why aren't you having the pleasure that you could and should be having? Yes. Don't yes. look at it in disgust. Why the fuck are you at sex both? That's the case. <laughs> I don't think it's disgust. It's I've cleaning said fuck disgust. I've this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Jonty's furious today. He feels str- he feels strongly about things today. He's like every woman should be able to fuck anyone they want. Well, yes. yes, yes, that's the power, and have the pleasure that you want, yes. whether that's one person or twenty people. But yeah. that's the power mm. to make your choices and to know that you can make those choices. That's yeah. what's so important. I love that. That is important. Mm. <laughs> This Shocking. has been really cool. This Thank is you. amazing. Thank you so much for having me, guys. So next up is Kasper and the team, and they're actually going to be in the studio on time this morning, it looks <laughs> like, maybe, because they're sort of standing up and and smiling, maybe and making moves in this general direction. <laughs> Let's hope they're on time. Well, whether they are or not, don't matter, because oh. <laughs> they're going to be good when they get here anyway. And we had a great show. So. Visit uh, Candice Mom on new website. Yes, Which it's www.justcandice.co.za. So just Candice. That's it. Wonderful. Thank you again. And Thank we wish you. you so much pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, John. This is cliffcentral.com.